Chapter Twenty Two of Eighteen Months' Imprisonment by Donald Shaw. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Two, The Tread Wheel. By Act of Parliament, all prisoners till quite recently were photographed after admission to the various prisons. This universal system is now abolished, and since January 1882 it is only reserved for habitual criminals and prisoners sentenced to police supervision. I had the good fortune to add to my experiences and my desire to see everything, by coming under the universal system, I having become a government ward exactly eleven days before the expiration of the act. One morning, whilst at exercise, my name was called amongst some half a dozen others. I could not conceive what new atrocity I had perpetrated, and what could have occurred to disturb the even tenor of my ways. A few of my more experienced comrades, however, enlightened me by remarking I was a-goin' to be tuck, and I found myself on the road to the studio. Photography such as this can hardly be considered artistic, though I have seen worse, but not much. It probably, however, answers all the requirements it is intended for. These works of art are only produced in duplicate and though I offered a fabulous price to the seedy artist for an extra copy, no business was done, for though negatives are kept, they are kept under lock and key. Of the copies usually printed, one was presented to the governor of Newgate, this individual being lately abolished, I do not know who is now the recipient, the other finds its way into the Coldbath album, and no doubt affords pleasure and instruction at such jubilant gatherings as prison lawn tennis parties, or warders' bean feasts, which I was informed, though never invited, are occasionally indulged in. Prisoners are taken in their own clothes, and it is a matter of regret that the ones I then wore have gone the way of all old clothes, for, like their owner, they did not improve by their incarceration and their huge proportions made them worthless without alteration. Pose or position is a secondary consideration. A good out-and-out -out resemblance is the thing to be attained. A deformed ear or a fly-blown nose would at once be seized upon, and the lens directed point-blank at such fortunate distinctions. In my case there was nothing to merit special reproduction, so with a smirk that would have hanged me fifty years ago, for even here the artist could not resist the conventional request, I qualified for the government album. On one side one's number is pinned to one's coat, on the other is a slate with one's name in full, thus supplying an index simple but complete, and in proportion to the intellects of such probable students as the motley crew one periodically saw at Newgate. To me the ordeal had neither terror nor charms, though to some of my companions it was evidently not agreeable. One rogue caused considerable trouble by persistently protruding his chin or distorting some feature. These antics were not indulged in in a spirit of levity, but resorted to gradually as the cap was being taken off. He evidently objected to an accurate likeness, and so he might. I never could find out particulars, but not long after he disappeared from Coldbath, and whether hanged or a lifer I never heard, that photograph had fulfilled its mission. Visits to Coldbath cannot under ordinary circumstances be undertaken by any but the most robust. The accommodation is clearly intended for the scum of London, and it is unfair to expect any respectable person to come unless smell-proof, and provided with a box of Keating's insect powder. 
I received one visit under these revolting conditions, though my subsequent ones left nothing to be desired. Conceive, then, a cell eighteen feet by twelve, fitted with four partitions on either side, divided by a narrow passage, with a warder walking up and down. Into one of these cages the visitor is conducted and locked in. Immediately opposite, and similarly enclosed, is the object of his visit. In appearance they resemble a Cochin China hen-coop. In size they about equal the den of the untamable hyena in a travelling menagerie. Conversation of a private nature is out of the question, as indeed is intended. Topical subjects are tabooed, but for the sake of adding to my experiences I should never have subjected myself or my friend to such nasty conditions. Within a foot of one, and flanked on both sides, was either a costermonger talking to his missus, and her frowsy, unvaccinated-looking offspring, or a pickpocket hearing the latest news from the seven dials. The babble consequent being such as to leave no alternative but to say nothing, or shout at the top of one's voice. There is a snobbishness about this custom that went far to determine me in my course of telephoning as the only way to retaliate effectually on official inconsideration. No one would be foolish enough to expect that a gentleman should be better treated than a costermonger under such painful circumstances, although it would be an act of consideration, involving neither inconvenience nor relaxing of discipline, if some little discretion were exercised, as of Newgate, regarding the visitors. The tread-wheel occupies a prominent position in prison life. There was none at Coldbath on my arrival, the old one having been burnt down a short time previously. There is a delightful interpretation to the three magic letters C.B.F. Coldbath Fields, that long puzzled me, and which takes its origin, as I heard, from the ancient structure. I had frequently heard this cheerful place referred to as the farm, and on inquiry it was explained that it was facetiously known as Charlie Bates's farm. Charlie, it appears, was a peculiarly ferocious turnkey that some years ago superintended the tread-wheel, but whether burnt, like his toy, or still burning, or alive, I have not the remotest idea. Its successor was now being rapidly built, and all the artisan talent procurable was laid on, in order to complete without delay this necessary adjunct to hard labour. A reference to the system of progressive stages will obviate my repeating many details, as to the particular men put to this punishment, etc. I had never seen a tread-wheel, except from the stalls of the Adelphi Theatre, and was particularly anxious to gratify my curiosity. I cudgelled my brains as to how it was to be managed, with such success that I eventually found myself on the works. As I have the misfortune to be neither a mechanic nor an artisan, and incapable of driving a nail without hammering my finger, and being a perfect infant in the use of a shovel, I was at a loss to conceive how I could possibly be employed. But this difficulty was at length surmounted, and armed with a brush I was put on a roving job. I had the run of the building, with a kind of general instruction to brush everything and everybody, upstairs and downstairs, and in the warder's chamber. The warder in charge of this building, in course of construction, was a worthy man, incapable of being tampered with, though I never tried him, why should I, but withal courteous, respectful, and considerate, 
one of those men whose bringing up had thrown him amongst gentlemen, and who knew how to maintain his own position without offending the susceptibilities of others. The artisans under him worked with a will, and reports and rows were things unknown, except on scrubbing days, when some ill-conditioned hound happened to be temporarily employed. My duties consisted in sitting about in sheltered nooks, with the broom between my knees, and on the approach of a spy, with which the place was infested, to rise and make furious lunges at imaginary spiders. These sweeps into space were very effective, and fatal as they would have been to any insect had I seen one, were equally gratifying to their human prototypes, whose desire was to see one working hard. During my employment in this building it was, I verily believe, the object of more inspection than it had ever been before. I had been informed by telephone that my antipathy had given a hint that I was to be looked after, and if he was satisfied with the result I certainly was. Not twenty minutes elapsed between the various inspections, and occasionally they swarmed like horseflies in summer round a lump of sugar. These frequent visits involved an immense loss of energy and the casualties amongst the spiders must have been enormous. When all had been destroyed, I constructed a pile of dirt, one pound of dust to four of shavings, which I placed in a conspicuous position. This was violently propelled from me during a visit, and gently restored when the intruder had passed. I had the opportunity of inspecting this huge instrument of torture, and was considerably disappointed that I could not try its effect. I had the gratification, however, of putting some paint on one panel, and a piece of putty into a hole, thereby having assisted at the making of the wheel. Putting putty into a hole is not so easy as it may sound. At the inspection of work next day I had the mortification of seeing my lump condemned, and cruelly removed. The tread-wheel is moved by elaborate machinery, worked by powerful engines, which, in addition to setting the wheel in motion, grinds corn in an adjoining building for the use of the prison. It is entirely different from the Adelphi one, and may be described as four long cylindrical wheels extending the length of the building on either side and along the gallery. Partitions of sufficient dimensions to enable a man to stand up, run the entire length of the various wheels, thereby precluding all communication between the several occupants. Two hundred and sixty men can be on at once and the punishment is carried out on the principle of ten minutes off and twenty minutes on. The victims are marched down at 7.30 a.m., and beguile the time thus pleasantly till 11.30. They return at 1.30 p.m., and continue the enjoyment till five. I am told this is considered an easy wheel, and men who have experienced the working of others assured me that this one was mere child's play. A great deal depends on the worker, and the experienced jailbird rises, or, as it was termed to me, waits for, the step with little or no exertion. With the novice, however, it is severe labour, and the exertion involved bathes him in perspiration. A supply of warm water is given them on returning to their cells of an evening, to obliterate in a degree the unpleasant consequences of the wheel. But the discomfort? Can one estimate it? A poor wretch bathed in perspiration, and having to sleep in the same shirt, and work in it for a week. Only prisoners fit for hard labour are put to the wheel, and no man is ever so employed unless passed by the surgeon. The doctor's work is considerably augmented by the reconstruction of the wheel, and besides having to visit the yard frequently during the day, 
He is persecuted by strings of schemers, trying by every conceivable subterfuge to evade the punishment. Some go to the length of tumbling off, and occasionally succeed in temporarily disqualifying themselves by a sprained ankle or wrist. I was much amused during my employment at its construction, at the interest that the various officials took in every detail connected with its progress. They revelled at the prospect of the treat in store for them, and seemed to gloat over the exquisite misery awaiting some of their lambs. Bunches of these warders would occasionally meet, and discuss the intricacies of the machinery, with a gusto only to be acquired by prison contagion. It would not have surprised me to have learned that the opening ceremony had been attended by some kind of fete, to which the warders and their ladies had been invited, and condiments, made on the premises, distributed wholesale. My worst enemies, and those I had to fear most, were the prisoners. They were all jealous of me, and had got an absurd notion into their heads that I could do as I liked, and though there was no truth in such an impression, never lost an opportunity of rounding on me. A one-eyed scoundrel, who was one day checked and eventually punished for idleness, complained to the governor that he didn't see why he should work all day and another man, me, sit down and do nothing. This had the effect of causing me to be transferred elsewhere, and I next added to my experiences by becoming a gardener. I was not sorry to leave the wheelhouse, for it had a depressing effect on me, which the hum of the traffic just outside did not assist in allaying. As a wag said to me one day, This will be a nice place when it's finished. End of chapter 22